Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on the C-Suite Radio Network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, Revenue Growth Architect, helping great companies accelerate growth. This is such a pivotal time in the history of our countries, our economies, and each of our businesses. Right now, I believe this is a time to dig deep, rise up, and be strategic as we look for ways to recover and grow our revenue. You know, in the midst of all the challenges we've been facing, there are people that are committed to driving and thriving. I've spoken with many of you who are listening to the podcast and sharing it, and I know that we're part of a growing community of business professionals that are dedicated to making sure that our best days are ahead of us. I want you to know that I am personally committed to bringing you actionable insights each week on the Revenue Growth Podcast. So whether you own a company, lead a sales team, or lead in marketing, my goal is to spark ideas that will help you write the next chapter of your success. By the way, if you need a new revenue growth strategy, I'd love to talk with you. Simply go to our website, revenuegrowthengine.net, and click on Meet with a Growth Specialist, and we'll set up a time to talk about your vision. This week, we're going to get super practical. If you're in sales, you've always dealt with challenges and objections. Well, this is certainly true now that we're in the middle of an economic crisis. So how do you sell in this kind of environment? To give some clarity, we're joined by my friend Andrea Waltz. She's the author of the best-selling book, Go For No. Yes is the destination and how to get there. You're going to get a lot from this episode, so grab a pen and a notepad, and let's join this conversation with Andrea. Andrea, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. What's going on today? Hey, Daryl, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Hanging in. <laughs> <laughs> that's Hanging in a, like that's an honest answer, right? That is an honest yes. answer. These are these are interesting times, and um, you know, I as as I've gotten to know you over the last couple of years, and and gotten to know the go for no message. Uh, this is an interesting time for go for no, but for those of for those of our audience who uh, haven't met you yet, you're, you're first of all, you're absolutely going to love Andrea. She is so cool and her message is so spot on. Give us a little bit of background and go for no and what it is and, and how you got to write a book that says go for no. What do you mean go for no? Right, right. I'm it's going so, for yes. I know. It's ridiculous. We've created the world's <laughs> worst marketing challenge. Um, my husband and <laughs> who's my business partner, I remember he was like, I don't think we should call it Go For No. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. It's the greatest title ever. Um, and we hear some people think it is, some people think it isn't. Because yeah, every 
but he wants yes, obviously, for sure, right? Um, so fundamentally, it's a it's a mindset, it's a strategy, and it's all about not avoiding no. It's all about going for no, being willing to hear it more often. Um, and and as we were talking before the show even came on, how we're all going to be hearing no's a little bit more than we wanted to, uh, or oh, that we're used uh, yeah. to, right? These days, it's just the reality of the situation. Um, and so it's not it's about not avoiding no, and and in your process of seeking yeses. And I think now more than ever, um, I don't I I hate to be one to have to. Um, you know, I never want to capitalize on horrible times, but I, I see people um, gravitating already towards the idea because they go, wow, I, I need to like fix my mindset. I need to remember how to be persistent. The days of easy yeses are probably behind us for a little while. And that's kind of where the go for no strategy comes in. Yeah. You're not really going to have to go for no. <laughs> now it's going to find you. And you those know, are going to be easy. It is. The, the, I mean, these are amazing times um, right now. And, and certainly things flipped really quickly from, you know, wide open freeway. We got lots of money. Let's grow. Things are rocking and rolling all of a sudden everyone hit the brakes and um, we're on a pretty windy road right now. Why? So in, in the best of times, why would someone want to go for no? So I'm, I'm an old school salesperson and I was trained to go for yes. So why would I want to go for no? Right, right. Well, fundamentally it's, um, it's, doing the thing that is counterintuitive in order to get to yes. And I, I, I think so many salespeople hold back and they, um, they avoid those opportunities to hear more no's. Um, and it's, it's in B2C, it's in B2B, it's in every area of business where you have the opportunity to um, maybe suggest a, as simple as suggest an additional product, service, upgrade, ask for a referral, ask for this, ask for that, and you don't. And so it's about being willing to hear those no's so that you hear more yeses. Interesting. So instead of ending a presentation with what do you think <laughs> or any questions, uh, actually asking a question that could receive the answer no. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I remember getting contacted a couple of years ago by a guy who had a um, complex, it was all complex selling um, podcasts. And I kind of felt like go for no was, um, you know, I see it as a, a little bit more um, tactical, you know, transactional. And he's like, oh no, he goes, go for no is entirely part of a complex sale because you're constantly having to ask for and get this decision maker and that decision maker and make sure that you're building, you know, this collaboration and getting all mm -hmm. these, getting all the stakeholders involved. Right. And so it's constant go for no, trying to get buy-in, buy-in, buy-in and move this elephant down the line, you know, down the process to where you finally close the deal. And so it's in every aspect and it really has to do with just having the courage in that moment to kind of face the prospect or the client and say, Hey, this is what we need to do. Are you in or not? And a lot of times we don't because we just would rather not have to just put the blinders on and go like, um, you know what, let's, let's deal with this later. Hopefully this won't come up as an issue. Right. <laughs> right. And, um, maybe and just, 
magically sail towards just the completion. Keep down, the, just keep yeah. going down the pipeline and, right. and hopefully <laughs> we'll deal with it later. We, and, and, you know, you've seen, I'm sure, huge deals fall apart because one simple question wasn't asked at the beginning. Mm. And that is where, you know, we, we say a good no is better than a bad yes. And so sometimes we've all been there where we've had deals where it was a bad yes and we just stuck with it, stuck with it, stuck with it because um, we didn't want to lose it. And this is, so it's, it's in complex sales and it's, mm. uh, it's in simple prospecting where you just, you're not qualifying, you're not willing to disqualify someone quickly uh, because you just want to have a full pipeline and believe somehow mag magically they will become your ideal prospect. And it's better to get that no up front and be done and move on and find your ideal prospect. Or deal with the objection. I love that. A good no is better than a bad yes. Like that's going on a three by five card taped to the bottom of my monitor. That's gold right there. And, uh, but we're, boy, you know, you, in the in the good old days, meaning, yeah. you know, last quarter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the good old days, you know, you would go through an entire uh, sales process and, you know, maybe near the end, you start getting the no's, right? When you start mm -hmm. to ask for your, today, things are a little bit different, right? It's like you almost walk in the door expecting a no. And I, I know you would probably always coach someone, don't expect a no, or maybe you would, right? Now, how do you not expect a no, especially in right. some of the industries we're selling into? Yeah, yeah. Well, and you're right. And I, I like to say, because um, people sometimes say, you know, well, I, you know, I was taught to be positive, right? Salespeople by their nature, right? We want to have this positive mindset. So we don't want to go in and, and say like, this definitely isn't going to happen. Let's expect <laughs> a no. Um, so uh, there's a difference between expecting and accepting. And that's a big uh, part of the mindset is, is accepting that, hey, no is part of the process. You're going to hear them sometimes. Sometimes you're not going to like it. Sometimes it's, it's good because it, take someone who really isn't qualified and ultimately would probably not either close or it would be the most nightmare sale that you've ever had, which I have had those mm -hmm. um, and regretted mm -hmm. the fact that I let it go for so long and, and that it did close. So, you know, um, there is that piece of it, but then the other pieces, yeah, I guess in today's world, we kind of have to almost be expecting it, not in the way that we would sabotage ourselves. I certainly don't mean that. I mean, we mm -hmm. have to be doing the best we can. In fact, we need to be doing better than ever before now, like do your homework and really be on your A game. But at the same time, what can you do to kind of plan and prepare and mm -hmm. almost say, um, they probably will say no to this. Like, would I say no if I were in their position? Or can I put myself in their position and, and then kind of back into it and say, can I see why they would say no? And can I help them see why maybe yes is a better decision? Um, but you better work with the no into your plans, into your mental plans. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if you walk in the door and, and don't expect that or at least anticipate that you're going to be, yeah, you're going to get brutalized. But if you could go in expecting it, you could begin to plan um, for a better outcome. Exactly. And I think that shows at least that you're paying attention because if you don't go in and say, Hey, you know, um, I understand what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. Um, here, you know, probably the biggest reason why you'd say no to this is X reason, but I have a better reason why you would want to say yes. And if you can give that to them, great. But if you're not there to at least consult and say, I understand why you might think that no is the best answer for you because of this reason, you really are showing that empathy towards them in that moment. So they go, wow, this person really understands what we're dealing with. Maybe their reason for us saying yes is, is, is really good and valid because they understand why we would say no. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Let's just get the elephant out on the table, right? Let's just, let's just talk about it. Uh, That's so interesting. You know, uh, we were talking before the show about, um, Obviously, it's been about a, uh, a little bit more than a decade since 2008, 2009, which for many of us was um, the last time we went through a big economic shift and slowdown. Um, I'm, I'm curious, what did you learn back then that you think is applicable to salespeople now? Yeah, it's so, there's a lot of similarities. Like I remember we kind of changed our marketing message back Mm -hmm. then. And we said, um, you know, at first it was kind of like, go for no to just improve your income and improve your confidence. And then it was go go for no, you need this in tough times. Like tough tough times are here. Go for no to survive, right? Yes. yes. Go for no to survive. And now today it's kind of like tough times. Oh my God. I mean, it's it's totally different because it's not just a financial crisis. It's a health crisis. Crisis. People are sick. People are dying. You don't want to look insensitive. So it's kind of weird. And I think um, it's uh, you really, I think today, unlike before, you really don't know what's going on with a business. There are so many nuances because industries are all facing such unique challenges. Some are doing really well. Um, my friend Colleen Francis, great. Um, sales expert, you know, she talks about the industries that some of them are doing fantastic. And if you're a salesperson working in those industries, you might be doing really well and have no issues. And then Mm -hmm. other people, you you may, half of your prospects may be like, you can't even call on them. And then the other half may be, yeah, like call and and figure out what's going on with them. So it's a lot more, I think people are a lot more sensitive and it's a lot more challenging that way because everything is so volatile and you Mm -hmm. just don't know. But like we were talking, I mean, that empathy and that just putting like, yeah, just being um, as transparent, I think, as you can and say, listen, I I don't know what you guys are dealing with over there. and, And I'm sure it's probably crazy and things are changing day to day, but you know, here's what I I think you need to know about. And, and you just do the best you can helping them understand that you're just as (laughs) you're, you're just as kind of in the, in the weeds as they are, I think. Yeah. Well, it is, you know, it's interesting that, that right now, I mean, one of the the big words is uncertainty, right? We live in an uncertain market and on one hand, that's, you know, that's a real huge challenge for, for sales professionals, um, in, especially in the, the industries that are having a, a hard time right now. On the other hand, um, uncertainty, what I've, what I've noticed is in uncertain times, people begin to crave community. Um, and they begin to, and certainly if you quarantine them on top of the uncertainty, we all crave like community, right? But, but even, and, and what I mean by, by community in the context of sales is um, in, in the moment of uncertainty, I, I think, and this is what I've heard from a lot of salespeople that I've been talking to recently, and even just in my own experiences, is that most clients and prospects are hungry for some, um, not 
not advice so much, but just some collaboration or some, you know, ideas and viewpoints and all of that, because in this uncertain time, um, we've got to figure out where to go and what to do. And it, and as sales professionals, I truly believe that we have a very critical role to play in uh, the recovery and success of our economy by going out and helping our clients uh, make good decisions. And sometimes that's walking into an environment where, you know, they've got the word no hung on the door and helping them understand that no is not your best answer here, that there is an investment that should be made to help you prepare um, for your future and being able to reassure them and guide them through that decision. And, and this is, you know, in, in some ways, selling here is, is very different than it was 90 days ago. But in some ways, I may get shot for this, but in some ways it's easier because we've got clients that are hungry for some advice, guidance, feedback, collaboration. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. Um, one of the things that I experienced was I just figured, well, right kind of very early on after this happened, um, there was some different prospects that I really wanted to work with. And I actually used the opportunity to reach out to them and ended up doing a couple trainings for some of them because uh, they were, they, they needed it. And it was like the perfect timing and their attention was open. So mm -hmm. I think like you're saying that um, we actually have people's attention because a lot of things that were on the table for businesses and organizations just were gone, right? Everybody's at home. Everybody's, um, you know, a lot of the distractions were just taken away. So their attention mm -hmm. was kind of able to look to other things. And, and so I found I was getting better results oftentimes, not necessarily making sales, but just making connections with people where mm -hmm. six, eight weeks ago, they were so busy. We weren't making, you know, we weren't talking, we weren't making connections. So I, they're, they're open. And since none of us really know how this thing is going um, and how it's developing, I think people are open to suggestions and solutions and kind of like, Hey, you know, what, what could we do? And mm -hmm. that's been, I think, good. Um, one of my other things too, and Mike Weinberg pointed this out on Twitter. I, I follow him and he, and, Mike. and yeah, Mike's great. And he, you know, he did a post and it was like, and don't, whatever you do, lose the fundamentals. Like the fundamentals are still so important. And I agree with that as well. So it's interesting how I think as salespeople, you have to always, um, you're just always working on those fundamentals. I, I mm -hmm. don't think they change, but, uh, but the, the ability to have conversations and I think have better conversations has changed. Yeah. Yeah. The fundamentals definitely need to be there. One thing that uh, does need to change though, I believe, and I'm curious what your thoughts are on, on this is I believe the message needs to change. In other words, I've always said buyers don't buy products. They buy outcomes, right? You don't sell products. You sell the outcomes, your products, services, or solutions deliver. Um, and so your products, services and solutions probably didn't change unless you're selling personal protective gear now instead of <laughs> promotional products or whatever. But, you know, assuming your products stayed the same, which they probably did, the outcomes your clients want uh, and your prospects want are very different. So the fundamentals need to stay the same. Yeah, we got to keep prospecting. Yes, we need to, you know, remember the, the, the rules of the game, the things that got us to where we are. 
But the things that come out of our mouth, the topics of conversation, the outcomes that we're, we're featuring, that's got to be different now, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I've seen it myself, for sure. Yeah, and this is one of the things that I really challenge in, in, on the, the uh, Revenue Growth Podcast. We've got sales professionals and marketing professionals uh, listening in on this, along with business owners. And, you know, I, I really think this is, if you haven't done this right, uh, haven't started doing this to bring your sales leaders, your marketing leaders, business owner together mm-hmm. in the room um, and say, okay, what does our message need to be? What outcomes do our clients want, our buyers want right now? And how can we talk differently? And let's get that into our sales talk tracks. Let's get that into our marketing, our website. And, um, you know, and, and there's probably more than one shift that's going to need to happen in the next whatever period of time. You had to make the shift when the crisis started. You got to make the shift as we reopen. You're probably going to have to make another shift in your outcomes and messages somewhere down the road. This Mm -hmm. is a good time for everyone to get together and huddle, um, you know, in your Zoom rooms and and figure this out so that we can get everyone playing, uh, you know, saying the right things and talking about the right outcomes. Right. Absolutely. And I think that requires um, just also consistency um, and it's consistency across the board, right? Especially because you see some marketing messages and then you see sometimes what goes on in sales and it's, they're two totally different things. Right. Um, and, and so getting everybody on board, absolutely. Yeah. It's a good time to, to huddle up and have those meetings. I was talking to our, uh, my friend Jim Carr uh, last week on the podcast and he's science of, of customer connections. And, you know, his whole job is to go into companies and help facilitate that so that everybody is, talking about the same thing. And if you haven't been doing that, boy, right now, it's this really, really critical time to just get in the room and, and ask that fundamental question of, you know, what, what, are, what do our clients and prospects want right mm-hmm. now? What do they need? Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's interesting. Well, as we get ready to, to wrap up, and this has been such a great conversation, and I'm so excited for any of our listeners that haven't read Go For No yet, you're going to love this book. So, you know, jump over to Amazon, download it to your Kindle or get it express shipped to your house, whatever. Because the advice in here is really, really timely. And, and uh, I love, I just love that mindset of, of going, you know what, we're probably hearing no out the gate. So let's have a strategy for it. As we wrap up, um, you know, we talked a lot before the podcast about mindset and how critical that is right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if, what would you say to, um, what are you saying to the sales professionals out there in terms of, of mindset and how you can sustain a positive mental attitude right now? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's tough. I think, Um, I mean, it's tough for all of us because this is, this, is a long-term persistence play, right? And there's, there's, we always talk, I think, about short-term persistence. It's kind of persistence in the micro. It's, it's yeah, make fall, it through the day. Make right? it through the day, right? Get yeah. my numbers. Right. Get this call block done. Yeah. Exactly. And it's follow up <laughs> with the person from yesterday. And, right. And and so it's fairly micro. This is like super macro persistence, and you. I think it. I think for me, the long game. It, it, it's it. 
the mindset is play the long game. And as soon as this kind of happened, I thought, okay, um, I'm going to look at all the people that are my prospects that I was hoping to do business with in the next um, six to 12 months. You know what? I don't even, I'm not even worried about the sale. I'm not worried about the business. I need to connect with all these people. I want to offer them something. I want to stay connected. This is my chance to build a relationship with them now, even if I don't have a, a sale per se. And that maybe that will, that will, that relationship will build into something that turns into something in the next year, but Mm -hmm. I just have to play the long game. And sometimes I know that that's hard. Sometimes businesses can't, they need to make revenue today, but from a persistent standpoint, uh, a mindset standpoint, it's what can you do to solidify those relationships? What things can, what, what no's are you willing to face so that um, you have those yeses in the future? Yeah. Wow. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for sharing time with us today on the Revenue Growth Podcast. We just so appreciate what you're doing. And uh, we'll put your uh, your information in the show notes. I really think go for no is going to be really profoundly helpful uh, to so many people. So um, thanks for all you're doing. And, and uh, it was just so good hanging out with you today. Absolutely, Daryl. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and to the rest of our audience, uh, thank you. I so appreciate everybody spreading the word, uh, seeing the reviews on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast. It's that not only just makes my day, it's also a great way to spread the word. And, and right now, as we've been talking about on the podcast, this is a time where we've got to drive and thrive. This is a time where all of us in the revenue business, whether we're in marketing, we're in sales, we own a company, this is a time to strategize and to really focus on the future. So I want to challenge all of us to dig in, dig deep, work on your mindset, go for no. And as always, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.